Hey everybody and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings Podcast 48. I talk about a few different random topics. Enjoy the show! One of the reasons why I do a podcast is because I like sharing my fun games with other people. I have fun doing things and I want other people to have fun doing, you know, the same kind of things or things that they would like. One thing that's very tough to do is to not cross that fine line between telling something about something that you enjoy in the way that you enjoy it and basically telling somebody, you know, what to do, how they should enjoy doing something that you enjoy you know, in your way, which is not their way. As example, I have a class friend who kind of hangs out with me before and after class, and sometimes he'll follow me to the bus, or he's hung out with me at the restaurant for a little bit after class. I don't know if he'll become a permanent friend, but he has talked to me about a few games that I'm really not interested in. He's like, oh, but it's like this, and it's like this, and it's like this, and it's like this. And I'm like, I don't care. That's not the kind of game I'm interested in. He eventually got the point But he was really excited about the game, and he really liked it, obviously. And he wanted to try and, I guess, introduce me to it, to get me into it, to, you know, share the fun, as it were. But I'm like, you know, I really don't like that kind of game. I'm not really interested. You know, thanks, but no. So it's really kind of hard to remember that, you know, when somebody is your friend, or you want them to be your friend, and you're telling them about something you like, that you not cross that line. In another example, Genesee and her husband and some friends do this podcast called Destiny for Dishonor. Back in the day when it first started, I was super excited about it. I've been wanting to get into pen and paper gaming and do a game for quite a long time. Being homeless and having unreliable recording times and unreliable conditions, I couldn't say that I could join them, you know, even if they were to invite me. So I was, you know, super excited as a listener. And early in the days, I I kind of fell into that trap myself. You know, being a game master of, you know, several games over a span of, you know, several years here and there. I sent in, uh, you know, several posts saying, you know, you should do this like this, and and that's not right, because it should be like this, and, you know, you should do this like that. And we kind of bumped heads a bit, because, you know, it's getting kind of bossy and stuff, and rules lawyery. And, you know, I'm very sad and sorry that that happened. But it's like, it's been so long since I've had, you know, a real group of friends to play a pen and paper gaming with that I was, you know, super excited. And I I did cross that line. You know, I didn't stay on my side and remember, you know, I game master how I game master. And I, you know, like to play games the way I like to play games, which is not necessarily the same way that, you know, they like to play their game. So, you know, after a while, you know, I did I did calm down about it and, you know, just remind myself it's not my game. You know, I'm not invited to play, so I have no place to tell them how to play or, you know, what to play. And, you know, there are, you know, a few suggestions I've made that, that they have incorporated and adjusted to and for. But, you know, you just have to be very careful not to cross that line, you know, no matter how excited you get about something, no matter how much, you know, you want to be a part of something, you have to remember, you know, what 
you enjoy and how you enjoy it is not necessarily what you know the other people enjoy or how they enjoy it even though you know both of your interests may intersect at a certain point it doesn't mean that you know all interests will intersect at all points so just be mindful you know when you're talking to somebody um you know if they don't seem interested or they don't uh you know play or do the same things that you play or do you know don't pester them about it In gaming hardware news, the new NVIDIA GTX 680 just came out, and once again they have retaken the graphics card crown from AMD. AMD's mid-range 7 series, the 7870 and 7850, have also come out. And as it seems as it was for the past few years, it looks like around Bunny Day may be kind of a perfect time for doing a new build if you're looking at a new build. There should be plenty of cards out for both manufacturers, and the prices should have settled a little bit. Also, the NVIDIA mid-range stuff, I'm going to guess they'll probably use the same names as before, so 650, 660, 660 Ti, and 670 should be out. I know they're coming out pretty soon. I don't know exactly when. So if you were looking at doing a new build anytime soon, I would say definitely keep an eye out for that. And if you're looking to do one near the end of the year, things should be fine and settled as well. Also, the new Intel Ivy Bridge chipset is coming out. I don't think it's going to use a new socket. I think it uses the same, you know, sockets that are already out. So you might want to keep an eye out for that too. Of course, I will post, you know, all of this on my site. Some of it is already there. So you guys should always be current if you want to, you know, peek in there before you do a build. I've been having a lot of fun with the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer online, and I was thinking about some stuff they could do to improve the game. I mentioned a few ideas in the last podcast, but now I have made a sort of unofficial top 10 list. So if I ever do top 10s in the future, this will be the first. This is sort of ordered in, you know, number one being the most important, but it's also sort of ordered in that number 10 is the most difficult to implement in terms of programming so some of the stuff might be further down on the list because you know it'd be harder to program for and would require you know recoding the game and such so my number 10 idea would be when you're at the character screen but you're actually already in a group change the screen to be a 3d view of people inside a shuttle because the whole point is that you're supposed to get dropped off by a shuttle and then picked up by a shuttle and taken to your next location so I think if the player was on the left side of the screen and then the, you know, the other people in the group were on the right side and then it just showed, you know, the 3D model of who they were, 
but you know maybe still had their name above you know their character i think that would be a lot cooler than just seeing you know a name and somebody's class and race and what they would do with the the actual 2d ui they have now is put it sort of into a, a 2d overlay so that way it's sort of like you know you're sitting there in the shuttle and looking at sort of a heads-up display you know in your helmet as it were i think that would be a lot cooler Number nine is just general improvements to the UI elements overall. I mean, it's it's a perfectly fine and serviceable UI, but independent scaling would be nice. Some people have older eyes, as it were, and they might want things like, you know, the shield bar scaled up a bit or maybe the power bar scaled up a little bit. The scrolling text isn't too critical, but it would be nice maybe, you know, if, if people could also control the font size for that. One of the more critical things, I think, to change on the UI is that when you're looking at your weapons on the weapon screen, for example, I think it really should keep the rarity sort of border that it had when you got it from the kit. That way you'll know if a certain weapon was, you know, gold rarity or, you know, N7 rarity. And that way if you're confused between, you know, I kind of like this weapon, I kind of like this weapon, which one is, you know, better in terms of the game? You could just go, oh, this one has a border that's higher ranked, so I'll use that one instead. Number eight, more character customization overall. And I'm sure people have mentioned this on the boards, but something like armor set unlocks, more patterns. I think there's only like two patterns or three patterns. Lights should be more than just a half a dozen dots on their body. I mean, there's one model that, you know, there's only one dot for a light, and that's it. Skin tone unlocks and other various customization options. Number seven, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, I think gold challenge difficulties should be forced to have a random map and random bad guy. I know some people might disagree with me, but I think part of the challenge of playing at gold level is having bad guys, you know, that will challenge you. Sure, some people might say, but then you can't practice on a specific bad guy with a specific map. But I think if you're really saying that you are awesome enough to run a gold level challenge, you should be able to do silver level challenges without any problems at all. And you could still practice on them. So I think gold should be forced, you know, random map, random bad guys. And that way, you know, it's a true, really difficult challenge. That way people who specialize for fighting one particular bad guy or, you know, memorize one particular map, they're at a disadvantage, and they have to be really, truly good players overall to be able to beat these maps. Number six, add a collection screen where you can see what stuff you've collected. As example, maybe let's say there are 12 total sniper rifles. I could go to my collection screen, click sniper rifles, and go, oh, look, I've got five of the 12. And of the ones that I'm missing, you know, maybe it would just show a shadow picture, you know, not tell me the name or anything, and I could go, Oh, yeah, 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 that's probably the one I'm looking forward to getting. And, you know, I haven't collected yet, but I still need to collect it. That way, people who are into, you know, collections and achievements can go, Oh, I've unlocked so many of so many. Number five, halfway there, fix voice chat. It actually worked fine near the launch of the game. But a lot of times these days, it just seems like you hear people going, "Ah, uh, uh, And it's like, they don't even, you know, really talk. There's something wrong with the bandwidth or the servers, I think. Because most of the time it's just, you know, gibberish or they're really super quiet or they cut out and I don't know what's going on. So, you know, it's questionable voice chat, which makes it kind of not working good. As a side thought, you know, maybe you could include text chat. So if somebody's voice isn't working, they can still text 
you know, people probably aren't going to do that in a shooting game. You know, they're used to doing it in an MMG. You know, but a shooting game, you know, probably not so important. But, you know, if voice chat isn't working, you know, communication is fairly critical if you're going to do, you know, a difficult challenge or, you know, maybe somebody's getting snuck up upon by a big boss and you want to warn them. Number four is kind of all about the character races and the character screen. I would like to see as many race choices as possible just have a toggle for male or female character. Right now, pretty much, I think that's only human. But it's like they have two slots taken up. They have male human and female human. And in every last case, they have the exact same powers. So why are they two different, you know, images? Overall, I think the character choice should just show the character you have that you're actively playing. Like, say, I want to make a infiltrator. Okay, now it's taking up that first slot. I've got a portrait in full color of that character. Next slot, new character, ghost image, no race. Well, maybe, you know, some kind of generic race, probably human or something. And then I click the new character ghost image, and then it would spread out to, you know, a different screen or something that shows, you know, here's all the characters I've unlocked for that class. I don't need to see all the characters of that class spread out over the screen. You know, I just care about the one character I've started or, you know, maybe a side character I started in that group. You know, I don't need to see all the other ones that I haven't started. And it would also be nice to delete them if you don't like them. Because what happens is when you play a character and you level it up, it levels up everyone for that class. So say you looked at two or three different bodies, but you only really play one now. As you level it up, all those other ones are going to get, you know, level up icons and it's going to stay there and it's just going to keep flashing at you the whole time until you level up those bodies as well. So that's kind of annoying. It's like, you know, I don't like these characters anymore. I I would rather just delete them, but there's no way to delete them. Number three, there's this little thing that shows N7 rank, which is just an overall amount of levels you've gained pretty much. I think it's just sort of this EP marker. And it really doesn't serve anything except to sort of make an elitist kind of group. Aha, I have so many points. You don't have enough points. We're going to kick you out of the group. So although this wouldn't really help that per se, I suggest we remove it and replace it with military style rankings. Say there are 10 total ranks and they start with recruit and go sergeant and captain, etc. And the way that that increases is by promoting characters. I also think this should tie into a military type insignia on the character itself. Some sort of decal, uh, maybe on the chest and or shoulder, you know, depending on the different model. And that way there's an actual rank, there's an actual reason to promote characters, and you get this cool looking thing on your character should you choose to use it. Number two, add decals. As I just mentioned, the easiest and most common I think in games is one on the shoulders and the chest. You could make different unlocks for each location and then maybe have, you know, decal ranks. So say you unlock one for the shoulder, you have unlocked rank one shoulder decals and maybe there are five different ones in there you could use. And then maybe on rank two, there's five more. So that way, you know, people have different and distinct decals they can use. There is still a reason to look for them in, you know, upgrade kits. And the number one thing I'm sure everyone would agree with, and I mentioned in last podcast, more maps and more bad guy types. The absolute simplest thing for, um, you know, multiplayer games, and I think the most critical in terms of longevity. With only 
six maps I think it is, and three bad guy types, people are learning them pretty pretty quickly. But I think if they're going to keep players interested long term, you know, they have to add content as it were, and it has to be, you know, free, because uh, if people have to pay for it, you know, that's just going to separate the, the player base and, you know, make people unhappy. It actually wouldn't surprise me at all if Bioware was working on a new online multiplayer game, maybe in a different universe, probably I would guess a sci-fi one or futuristic style. And you know, they're sort of starting from scratch. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer was sort of a, a testing the waters for them. So that's it for my first top 10 for Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Flawless victory. As is sometimes the case with my hardware tips, this hardware tip might not apply to you. I have recently been playing online games with Genesee and her friends, and I noticed that my voice sounded like, you know, a bad digital call that was losing quality. And I said, hey guys, is this how we normally sound to you? And they said, yeah, it pretty much sounds like that or worse. And so I was like, what the poop? So I researched some stuff, and I researched about my headset, and I researched about my you know, possible options for, you know, an external USB thing for the headset to connect to. The external USB thing was actually only $30. This was the, the X-Fi Go that I was talking about, I think, in the last podcast. I tried it out, but there's this really horrible hiss. It was like, so something was not right with the connection or something was not right with that unit or, you know, it's just no good on this laptop. But I discovered that the digital quality was not the headset, and it was not the connection point on my laptop, which I was also very worried about. It seems what happens is that the software running the uh, the sound card chip has this noise reduction filter, and you know it'd be different for everybody who is going you know through their different software. But by turning off this noise reduction filter and it's in the control panel for the, the sound card settings under the microphone for me, the, the microphone sounded fine. It sounded good and clear and, you know, like the microphone I'm using now for podcasting. However, everything in the background was much, much louder, and there was, you know, a similar kind of just kind of bzzz, kind of, you know, hiss thing going on. So not having the noise reduction filter on is not really an option, so I kind of have to suffer through it. But if you are having sort of a, a digital call quality to your headset, this probably won't happen on desktops because you probably don't have a lot of background noise. But if it is happening, you might want to check your sound card driver thing and see if under the microphone input there is a noise reduction, you know, checkbox that's turned on. And you might want to, you know, talk to your guildies or whoever you're playing online with and say, hey, I've turned this off. How does it sound now? Also, if you want to run some tests yourself, the recording stuff I use is Audacity, and it's free. You can just get it, and there's, you know, a big record button up top and a big stop button. And you can just, you know, set under preferences what your recording mic input is. And then you can test for yourself and see. So hopefully, if anybody has this issue, this uh, helped straighten you out, and you can have better audio quality. So 
So that's it for this Rabbit's Ramblings podcast. Ta-da! I apologize if you heard any background noise in some of the sections. Since I'm releasing this weekly now, I'm here doing a recording session before work, and there's some people, you know, in the gym making some noise, so they might have been picked up on the mic. I can't think of anything else to say. Hopefully everybody had a good time. I think I'm finally almost over my cold. I had an appointment for my blood pressure on Tuesday, and the doctor said she didn't hear anything. She also said my blood pressure didn't seem as bad as I thought it was. It's not, you know, good, and certainly not where it was, but she's not super worried about it quite yet. You know, she was understanding of the fact that, you know, I've lost my car, and now I'm like 30 pounds heavier than I was, so, you know, that adds up as it were. But now that I'm playing regularly again with online friends, you know, I'm I'm feeling a little happier and a little bit more normal as it were. Things are still pretty sad and terrible, so overall, you know, I'm always pretty sad. But that is it for this time. That's all I can think of. So hopefully I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. fake intro it's so fake it's so fake it's a fake intro what and once again they have retaken the graphics card threat i've been having a lot of fun with the mass effect holy hole in a donut you have been listening to rabbit's ramblings if you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation you can find the show website at www dot rabbit dot com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com if you friend me you can also post on facebook at rabbit dot com you can follow me on twitter and youtube at rabbit dot com it's rabbit dot com but with not a period When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space, and be sure to put the number 1 in place of I whenever you type Rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.